0: Welcome back. Here we go with the part of customer engagement that is all about creating value. Now, when we talk about creating value, a lot of times business owners make a mistake of assuming that they inherently have value in their products or services. They think that just because they offer something that's professional or well put together or something that they're interested in, that it means that it has value to the customer. And so what we really wanna focus on in this segment is understanding what does that mean when we say creating value for the customer and really kind of getting inside of the customer's mind to understand what's important to them. Now, Ethan, I think you've got a couple uh, simple examples that sort of illustrate the concept of creating value. Uh, Maybe let's start with that so that we can understand what we're even talking about. And then we'll uh, tie that into some more real business examples.
1: Uh, let me share a few examples and analogies that we use all the time to help people understand this. Um, creating value is the best way I like to explain it is if we have a scale and trying to balance that scale that if if the customer feels like the scale is tilted to their favor, they almost always buy. If they feel like it's tilted in, in the business's favor, are they not getting that value out of it that they don't buy? And so here's a real easy uh, example to take you through. So if I'm holding up a $1 bill and I go to you and I say, Hey, I'll trade you this $1 bill for three quarters. Okay. Everyone that I know will do the deal. Okay. Because they understand that that dollar bill has more value than the three quarters now it becomes a little bit trickier when all of a sudden I say, Hey, look, I'll trade you this $1 bill for four quarters. Okay. Cause now they have equal value. That scale is, is equal and some people will do it. And some people won't, depending on whether they want to have change in their pocket, cause they want to go to the pop machine, um, they just don't even they'd rather have the dollar bill because it's easier to, to put in their wallet than having the coins. I mean so there's some things and sometimes they'll say look I, I don't I'm fine I don't need it okay I don't it's an equal value so it doesn't do me any good. Now it always now the skill tilts the other way if I say hey look I have uh, a dollar bill right here and I'll trade you uh your you know uh six quarters for my one dollar bill they're never gonna do the deal because We clearly understand that the value of the the $1.50 is much more than the dollar. So it always is in their favor to maintain what they have and not do the deal and do that exchange. Okay. So when we, when we try to create value in our business, we want to make sure that uh, as the customer engages with us, that the value that they perceive, whether that's through product, uh, customer service, uh, service warranties, et cetera, et cetera, that it is in their favor, because if they do, they're going to do that deal. So as you think about your product or your service, that's, uh, what we want you to kind of jot down in that section there is what is that perceived value? And if you're not sure, this is a great time for you to really start reaching out to some of your clients that you've done business lately to, to better understand that, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if any of you have been sitting in a, in a restaurant and actually had a. You know, the cook or manager come out of the back room and say, Hey, how's the food? And, you know, sit down with you and have a conversation because they want to understand that you're perceiving the value of the product so that you're going to come back again and again and again. And so what they're really trying to do is get an idea is, is what they're serving and what you're enjoying. Are they on the same page? Have they missed something? You know, is there something that they need to do better? And so I like that um, experience when I have someone who really cares about my experience, uh, and are trying to match the product and service with my expectations, so that the value feels like it's always in my favor. That I get the benefit of the deal. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, uh, really good points. Minus the fact that I don't think anyone uh, carries quarters around anymore. I'm even <laughs> questioning if people carry <laughs> dollars around anymore. <laughs> as, as you're talking about, you know, need a quarter to go to the pop machine. I'm like. What, what, <laughs> yeah, I, where are you going i still see
1: pot machines <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah but they take credit cards and so but but the concept is there that uh that there has to be a balance of an exchange and so i'm gonna i'm gonna share something that was a, a good business uh opportunity or business experience that i recently had so one of the businesses that i've done a lot of work with on and off is a um Uh, You know, it's a client of mine, and she does a lot of work in uh, it's uh, massage therapy, chiropractic services, uh, you know, does yoga classes, uh, a lot of these different kind of health and wellness type services. Well, she right now has a couple students that are training for you know, to get their massage therapy license. And so she reached out to me a while back and she said, "Hey, uh, you know, we we're trying to get some feedback from these uh, you know these students. Uh, you ought to come and get a student massage uh, one of these days. And I'm like, okay, you know' I'll, I'll, I'll hop in and get a student massage. So uh, I finally got around to it. And, uh, you know, I I called up the the studio and I said, yeah, I'm going to do one of your student massages. And they're like, okay, cool. So it it was valued at thirty five dollars for a 60 minute massage. Now, if you think about the price of massages, you know, I would say your average massage is probably going for about 80 bucks an hour right now. So, you know, thirty five dollars for an hour massage. That's a great deal. And so, you know, I thought, okay, this is great. So I show up And they make you say, you know, you got to sign this paper that you understand this is a student massage, that this is used for learning experiences, blah, 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 blah. And there was a couple of times during the massage where actually the instructor came and, you know, showed what was going on. Uh, You know, so it definitely was not like a spa experience massage, but it was, you know, very much a student massage. So my wife asked me, she's like, Hey, uh, when you go, let me know if that's any good, because I'd love to go grab a massage for only 35 bucks. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I went, I got this massage and, uh, and I came home and my my wife asked. she's like, so how's the massage? I'm like, it was really good. Actually. She, you know, talented masseuse. Uh, you know, I think, I think it would be, uh, you know, a good thing if you wanted to go and, and, and try it out. Um, but then I made this comment, and it was funny because I made the comment without thinking about it, and then I kind of brought it back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I you know what I just said. And the comment was, at $35 an hour, it's a wonderful deal. I'm not sure how often I would go if you know, she was charging full price. Now, I didn't say I wouldn't go, but if she was charging full price, I'm like, I'm not sure how often I would go. So that balance, that exchange, where at the lower price, I felt like there was value, but once it started to reach market rates, I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Now, admittedly, you know, this is a student, she's still learning, she's still practicing. And so there's, you know, there, there, there's that piece to, to factor in. But the concept is this, it's like, okay, you know, what, what am I willing to, you know, pay for this particular service? And I want to contrast that to another, um, you know, uh, another experience that, that I had, you know, this is me personally. So I went and got my uh, taxes done one time and the guy that I went to, to uh, get my taxes done, man, he was knowledgeable. And I sought him out because he was the most knowledgeable person that I knew when it came to taxes. Uh, I actually uh, met up with him because he had done several presentations, uh, you know, business presentations. He would uh, he would present at some of the same events that I would present at and uh, he would present on taxes. And I'm like, wow, this guy knows his stuff. And so I went in and I ended up paying a premium for him to do my taxes. And he did, you know, he did my business taxes, you know, and and so I, I knew that I was gonna pay a little bit more, because you know it was gonna be the business side of it as well. But I ended up paying a premium. Like I paid probably double of what I could have gotten uh, You know, had I gone somewhere else. And I'm like, whoa, that's kind of expensive. And um, one of the things that he did is he caught an error and he pointed that out. He's like, hey, this was done wrong. And it was actually done. Uh, one of the, uh, I, I'd worked, uh, done some work for a state agency and in their form that they submitted to do all the 1099 stuff, uh, they were actually incorrect. And he caught that. And he's like, hey, I just want to point out that you know this was done wrong. And I'm like, cool, that's awesome. And then I saw the bill, and he had charged me for catching their error. And I'm like, it wasn't my error, and it didn't change anything that happened with my taxes – and so I was pretty upset that he had charged me for that. upset to the point that I'm just like, "Yeah, find someone else." you know, and so i I did. I, I you know, I, I now use someone else to to go and do my taxes. but the the situation was was the value, even though he was so good at what he was doing, the value wasn't there. And so, you know, looking at the two extremes, one was someone who's just learning the skill and the other was someone who had mastered this skill. But in both cases, it wasn't hitting that balance for me of where I wanted the value to be.
1: Now, while we're still on this uh, subject of create value, I have people ask me all the time, how, how do I know whether, what the value is? Am I, am I hitting the mark or am I missing it? And so that's the question I want to just dwell on for just a minute, that, that what are some simple tests that you can do to help you understand if you're in line with the value that, that you expect and the customer expects? So here's a couple of tests you can run through. One is, uh, simple, and these are the simple ones, price. How, how's my price if I have a retail product? How's my price comparing to everyone else, my competitions, okay? Do you, do you understand that in relationship to them? The second one is is features. Based off of that price, um, are the features in line, or do I have less features or more features than my competition? Where do I align there with that price point? Okay. Um, Along with that, one that we always forget to talk about is the benefit. Okay. Uh, There's an inherent benefit with our product or service. And do you understand what that is? Um, And we'll we'll talk a little bit more on some of that stuff, but but you need to be able to understand, hey, what is the benefit associated with it as well? Okay. So so you'll have a space right there you, um, as you go through this exercise. You can be writing down some of these uh, thoughts as you go through this exercise. Uh, the next one that I uh, kind of point out as a simple test to do on that cost is um, what are the other supporting activities or product or services that come along with this um, service or product I have? Are, are there add-ons that, that enhance... The features or the, the value of what we're doing, okay? So, uh, so those are just some real face value, simple things you can be asking about. Hey, how do I line in reality with my competition that's out there so that so that you have a better idea versus just in your mind? Um, we want to have hard data that validates. Hey, this is why we feel that value is there. And then, the, and of course, the next one is when we start now aligning. Um, our product with the target market that we want to be in to do some of that stuff. And we're not going to go into that one in too much detail in this uh, initiatory uh, training, but uh, you can find more and other things that we do on that one. This wraps up this portion of our customer engagement training. If you're enjoying the training and would like all of the
0: content, please email ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com to get access to the video worksheets and everything that goes with the full training. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you on the next segment.